Coming live from Austin, Texas, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Sylvia Warsham, author, multilingual speaker, and turning points coach. Welcome to the show, Sylvia. Thank you, AJ, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And we'll be talking about how to drop the ego to live a life of joy. And Sylvia <laughs> Warsham is, is a very famous multilingual speaker and author and turning points coach, as I already told you. So we'll use all our experience, all our insights to understand how exactly we can drop our egos and we can live a life of joy. So Sylvia, straight to the point first, to understand from your perspective, what exactly is ego in today's time? Ego is not a bad thing. Ego is your self-image. So whatever your self-image is comprised of, if it's comprised of fearful beliefs, that's what you're projecting onto others and within yourself. So the very first thing is to empower that self-image to be able to create a life of more joy. Empower your ego. <laughs> so right. it's not a bad thing. Right. So how do? why does then, if ego is not a bad thing, then how does it become bad? Because you are asking us to drop our egos because that is an impediment to our joyful life. I say drop your fearful beliefs, drop your fearful attitudes and fearful self-talk and replace it, empower it with something more beautiful and align to what your soul is asking you to align to, which is more joy, more balance, more peace, more grace, more integration, more self-care. And so when I say drop your ego, I'm meaning drop the need to be right, drop the need to need justifications or any of those things because then you're operating from fear and that fear comes from our modeling from our childhood from our unhealed trauma uh, if, if you have not healed your trauma if you not work through your pain and fear it's going to be operating at a subconscious level and projecting onto your relationships and your career and your health every choice is steered by our belief systems so if our belief systems stem from i cannot do this i am a loser um, i'm not enough then that's where we rob ourselves of the joy in life because we're constantly striving for more because we just don't feel enough. So that's why I say drop the ego or empower the ego and bring more joy into your life. Right. So it means ego leads to fear. Well, Can ego, we not necessarily. Think about it. Yourself, what is your self-image? comprised of? Are you someone who thinks you're enough, uh, thinks that you can do this, has a, my life is happening in my favor kind of attitude? Or do you, or do you operate from a space of everything's happening to me? Uh, why does this happen to me? Uh, this is a challenge. Instead of viewing a challenge as an opportunity to, to view the lesson in what, you know, the universe God is teaching us through this tough time in our lives, for example. 
coming out of post-pandemic times, a lot of people are, are in that state of, oh, this is happening to me. Instead right. of what was the opportunity I had to, to stretch myself, uh, to be the best version of me, am I there yet? And what do I need to do uh, to operate from this space of joy? Right, right. Now, Sylvia, uh, you had a very good career with a corporate America. And then suddenly <laughs> yeah. you took that big turn. And oh, yeah. you're also a turnings point coach. So two things here. One is what exactly led you to move from, you know, talking about corporate America. Otherwise, we'll be talking about corporate America, about what you would be doing in that pharmaceutical company. And mm -hmm. we are talking instead of joy, which is such a joyful thing to talk about, and living <laughs> ego, which is, again, such a thing that needs to be, you know, to it, it, it can be a big impediment in the, in the path towards joy. So what is it that led to this path? And what exactly is a turning point coach? Two things okay. for you to help us understand. So the, let me answer the first part. What led for me going from corporate America to being an author and a speaker? Huge changes in between, huge turning points, choose I chose a different path when I awoke, when I uh, had a near-death experience in 2012. I was working for corporate America. I was working 50 to 60-hour work weeks. I was a single mom. And I ended up in the hospital with pulmonary embolisms and a 20% chance of surviving. And when I had six doctors in my hospital room come in and say, you're in, you're in real critical condition, there's a moment when those things happen in your life where there's a, a clarity, if you will, of what is important in your life and what is truly not important anymore. And the surrender piece and the value of surrender and acceptance of my path forced me to look at a different quest. What was my divine soul's purpose? Because people with what I had normally don't survive. I had three miracles happen within 72 hours. Something like that is going to change your life forever. It's going to wake you up to a different purpose. And so I started to look at what is my divine soul's purpose? And am I currently living that life? And the, the truth was I wasn't. And it, it took a, a lot of uh, removing the ego from the from the uh, from this equation, for me to start moving in the direction that my soul was taking me in. And there was a pull I was feeling to step into a different life, but at first I was afraid. I was afraid of failure, and I was afraid of dying, and uh, and so that kept me in my box for a couple of years, and then. In 2017, so about five years after this event, I get a very strong prompting that I learned to, to step into fully because I'm a woman of faith. You know, when I get three miracles on Easter Sunday morning, your, your faith is going to be very high at that point. And I believe in God and I believe in his promptings and I acted on his promptings to call a former um, mentor of mine who works for the John Maxwell team. And I asked if the opportunity was still available to become part of the team as a speaker, coach, and trainer. And it was, and I started that journey in 2017. I had already remarried, moved to Austin, had a little girl, and my life was very, very different. 
And I just started to act on the promptings that I was being provided. So I was aligning more to what my soul identity was pulling me to step into instead of allowing my ego to steer those choices. Instead of allowing my fear of failure to steer, I allowed my soul to pull me into the unknown. Uh, even though I was terrified of stepping into the unknown, I still stepped into it with confidence, faith, and joy that life was going to happen in my favor because God had already um, saved me once. I And I believed in my heart that he had saved me for a very powerful purpose. So I was stepping into that purpose with faith. And the more I stepped into the purpose with faith, the more my path got revealed to me. And I started my journey. And then when the pandemic hit in Austin, I also started to feel this very strong prompting to write a book. And so I did. I wrote Journey to Me, Trust the Wisdom of Change, and it was published in 2021. And the more I did it, the more I stepped into it with more joy. The more I saw myself the way that God saw me through his loving eyes, I started to see myself in a different light than the light I had previously seen myself in. Because I grew up with a perfectionist and a high achiever. That's why I ended up in corporate America in the first place. That's the answer to the first question. The second question you asked me, what exactly is a turning points coach? What I help my clients do is I help them take a turning point, whatever that turning point is. It could be a near-death experience, it could be divorce, it could be a change of jobs that is very abrupt, that you're not ready for. And I help you transition and shortcut to joy instead of taking the route I took, because my route took a couple of years to get there. So I take you from the turning point to where you start to move in the direction of your divine soul's purpose and step into that soul identity that has been pulling at you for a long time. Because what happens with change is that you have those two identities pulling at you. You have your ego identity, that is where your unhealed trauma and your modeling and your childhood experiences are at, and it's pulling at you, and all these fears are working against you. And then you've got your soul identity, which is where, you know, your higher power, um, joy and grace exists. And it's asking you to step into your true identity, that person that you were born to be before you got pulled into all these other fears. So that's what I hope you do. I hope you go from that turning point in the direction of what your soul is asking you to do. Right, right. So how do people change and make a turning or make it a turning point in their lives by taking the right turn? Because during crisis, your mind does not work. There are so many limitations. Also, there are different sort of people around you. Their advice to you is in different directions. And you don't know. It's like at a crossroads and you don't know which road to take so what are the type of people who come to you and how do they how do the people who are at crossroads decide what to do which road to take and whether what and what road goes to you so I, I get this question a lot, and I really love this question because it can really take different modalities. So when when anybody's in the middle of a turning point, your subconscious mind is truly in control. And for those that don't know what the subconscious mind is versus the conscious mind, the subconscious mind is where your big feelings reside, your emotional mind is there. And that's the one that's really steering your choices currently during change. So you brought up a really good point, AJ. 
is surrounding you. You got to take take note of who is around you and who's influencing your life and do they have your best interests at heart? So I would take an inventory of who's surrounding me, the five main people around you. And I would look at them logically, <laughs> remove the feeling from it first and look at it from, are they someone that bring light to my life or do they take away the light? So if you have this big dream that you want to accomplish and they're the ones that are saying, no, 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 you're going to fail, you're going to fail, it might be time to maybe step away from those people for just the time being because you won't be able to step fully into that role if you if you don't give yourself that self-love and self-care. And that's the first thing that I also tell my clients is take a look at are you giving yourself some self-care, do you have a self-care routine so that you can start clearing your mind, decluttering your mind of all these negative thoughts that are not helping you? Because that's where we're saying drop the ego. Where does your ego stand? Take an inventory of your ego. What are your belief systems? What, you know, what are the results you currently have in your life? What are the attitudes you have surrounding your life? So the subconscious mind is going to be playing a very big role there. And your and your higher power, your soul identity is also there, but it's in the background of the fear because the fear can be very, very powerful for people. They may be too afraid to step into the unknown. When I was interviewing people for my book, that was the very first thing they talked about. Fear of the unknown. I don't want to make the wrong choice. Well, here's the thing. There's no really wrong choices when you're going through change. What you can do is you can start working through your fears. You got to work through the pain. You got to go through it because if you skip over it, it's, it keeps coming back. It's kind of like a lesson that the universe is trying to teach you and you don't want to learn it because you're so afraid. Well, the more you avoid it, the more it comes back to you. So the easiest route is to go right through it. And so when people come to me is we identify what's at the root cause of what's holding them back because everybody's different. Everybody's journey is different. And we start talking more about those gut instincts that you've been getting uh, because those are desires that your higher power is putting inside of you to move in the direction of your soul. And so we start to explore what those are and we start empowering the ego in the process that I take my clients through because it's going to take time to get to the root of some of these things because our minds, I mean, our, our unhealed trauma, some of us have had unhealed trauma for 40 years, 30 years. So it's kind of like losing weight, you know, have realistic goals. Uh, you can't say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in a week. That's just unrealistic. So it's the same thing with fears. We got to kind of have a realistic point of view on fears and we take things slowly. You know, and we and I guide them through what their subconscious mind is doing, what their what their abilities are with their conscious mind, because your conscious mind is your thoughts and your attitudes and your self-talk. And that's where you have control. You can tell yourself a different story. You don't have to believe uh, you don't have to keep believing that you're not enough. You can tell yourself I am enough. And that's where affirmations are really important. You know, so aside from taking a good look at your environment, it's looking at how you're talking to yourself. Are you taking care of yourself? Uh, who, you know, what is your fears? What are your fears? What are your belief systems? And we start, we start switching, empowering that ego. We first empower the ego and we look at the simultaneously at what that desire is that God, universe, energy is placing in your heart to do and what action steps, what habits do we start implementing to get you to that 
vision that you're wanting to create for your life. So there's many right. steps here, but to just give you the overview, that's, that's what I help them do. Right, right. Now, uh, Sylvia, look at a situation. A lot of people who have those different crises in their lives don't know what to do that take the uh, what to do to take the next step many a times they think it's the end of the road for them and they are not able to see that turn it's a very unfortunate thing but unfortunately that's the way it is not everybody has that same way of looking at things same strength of mind maybe because of whatever their circumstances so what would you like to tell them about it not being the end of the road but there is a very great turn out there and how you can turn uh, it that turning point can be life changing what would you like to tell people who are passing through whatever crisis in their life and finding it very difficult to be that you're not alone you're never alone i think we all think we're alone in this because we're afraid to ask for help i would ask for help i asked for help because i did not do this alone i had a lot of support in my life first and foremost with my faith i turned to god during these times of change because only he could guide me and i wanted him to guide me and i listened to what how he guided me so in times of change turn to your higher source of power if you believe in one for me it was god and ask for help we all have blind spots we all have a role to play for humanity we have such divine gifts inside of us left untapped and you have a very powerful role to play in this world and we need you and we need your light and we need you to stay here with us and if you feel like this is the end of the road, please reach out for help. Don't do this alone. You're never alone. Right, right. Now, those people who are a bit introvert or are not able to talk to others for whatever reasons or are not able to reach the right people, they have a lot of people around. How can they reach their inner source of wisdom? God has given us so many things. And he yes. has got given a lot of wisdom within us uh, yes. beyond all the books that have been written, perhaps. So how can one uh, search within and get the right answers for themselves till the time they actually are able to get through to the right source of external wisdom? How do they do that? Declutter your mind. There are thousands and thousands of thoughts that go through your mind on a daily basis we all are in this pressure cooker almost sometimes of like all these messages coming at us constantly there are many choices that we make and many habits that we have that are not good for us okay so what i would do for those introverts is i would make lists because i know they love lists so i would make three columns start stop and continue for the habits that you currently have if you are constantly seeing dramatic stories on your phone and you're reading and you're constantly flooding your mind with all these catastrophic events, I would stop doing that immediately because that's just going to close your mindset completely. And it's going to bombard your mind with thoughts that don't help you hear your higher source of wisdom. 
So I would also incorporate a self-care routine to start quieting your mind. And this is something that I do on a daily basis. The very first thing I do when my eyes open up at 5 a.m. is I connect to my source of power, which is God. And I ask, who, who am I to bless with my gifts today? What do you need me to do? How can I serve humanity first, others first? That is my very first thing. I exercise and I journal. So a lot of times people to declutter their mind, they have their different processes. Whatever that process is for you, it could be exercise, it could be meditation, it could be prayer, it could be writing, whatever it is, a walk in nature. Take a walk in nature, connect to source every single day. It could be five minutes a day and build on that habit daily. It's a consistency that you do. And the more you do it, the more you connect, to that higher source, the more you take care of yourself, the more you start hearing your soul and your soul's identity speak to you. And those gut instincts that you have, act on them. Do not be afraid. They are there because they are guiding you towards the desires that you have been placed in your heart for a long time, but your fear is blocking it. So I need you to always remember that this is something that is within you. All the answers you are seeking are inside of you. Nothing outside of you is going to bring you the answers you're seeking. No, no level of achievement or accomplishment is going to fill that void. That happiness, that joy resides inside your heart and is yours for the taking. And you can do this. Right, Sylvia. They can do this. Anybody can do this. But those of people, uh, those of them who'd like to connect with you and take one-to-one -one coaching, organizations who may want to connect with you, uh, help get your keynote uh, addresses and all that stuff. How do they uh -huh. do that? You know, I'm on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn because that's on the professional sphere. You can see the recommendations of people that have worked with me there. And I'm under Sylvia Worsham and it's open to anybody who wants to connect with me. I will connect with you. I'm on all social media platforms except TikTok. That's the only place I'm not in, but I'm available. And please reach out to me because I'm more than happy to help guide. I'm here to serve humanity, serve others first. And um, I was so happy just to be here with you, AJ, this morning. So thank you for same having year. me. Same year, same year. And as you said, that you are not alone. That's the best part that I could understand because it, it came out very strongly to me uh, or to anybody else, I'm sure, that when you feel all alone, then only you find it's the end of the road. Even if you find even a bird with you, Mm -hmm. And wishing you for good, 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 good for you. You will never consider it as a road, maybe a crossroad, but then there is a turning point also around that. Thank you so much indeed, Sylvia, for joining on this show. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you once again. Thank you.